This is the Education Business Podcast for consultants and business owners providing services in schools. I'm Claire Riley, and I'll be sharing how to start, grow, and scale your education business. I've been asked repeatedly to record an episode on teacher skills that can be translated into entrepreneurship. So when I was asked to talk about this as a guest on the Tea and Teaching Podcast, the ideas just came flowing to me and I knew that it was time. So I've already recorded an episode on bad habits that we can bring from the classroom that can hinder us in our business growth. But what is it that actually helps us on our entrepreneurial journey? I didn't assess these when I was in the classroom. I wanted to just get on with it. But I know that there are perhaps teachers who are wondering how they can move into entrepreneurship or perhaps you've left the classroom and you just want validation on what you bring into the table. It will be much more than these, I can tell you that. What I found hard when it came to coming up with the content for this episode was separating myself from teaching and teachers because at the moment I'm on this intense new wave of self-discovery and I've learned that my personality type is extremely entrepreneurial which makes it hard for me because I can't just assume that every teacher or ex-teacher sees opportunities to turn everything and anything into a business like I do so please bear with me and I do hope that some of these resonate. So here are my seven teacher skills that will help you in entrepreneurship. Number one, teachers are resourceful. So in teaching, we're used to researching things that we don't know. Often, we're only one step ahead of the pupils and then we pull it all together and present it to them like we're experts. And you need this in business as well. You need to be able to learn new things and pull it together like you know what on earth you're talking about. Winging it, faking it till you make it, all key skills of the entrepreneur and the teacher. Number two, if it's education business, then teachers really know their customer. One of the best advantages when you start a business is to have been your ideal customer or client. It really helps you to understand them. So if you're selling to teachers, amazing. We also know how schools work, which gives us an advantage that many education entrepreneurs struggle with. It's easier for us to imagine the inner workings of a school and then this helps us understand the people that we want to sell to because we've worked there. Number three, learning is natural to teachers. There's so much to learn in business and so much you don't know, so much I don't know. And teachers are comfortable in that space and they've got the ability to soak up new information and that's okay. You know, they're used to looking at data and making tweaks and then learning from that process, which is also what we do in business. We're good at learning. Four, I think this is my favourite one. Teachers are masters at adaptability. Teachers are masters of change at the last minute and having to change direction. It's snowing outside, so you can't do your PE lesson, so you come up with a creative way to engage the children. A teacher is off, so you wing teaching two classes at once. There's no work for a class that you're covering, so you make it up on the spot. You were supposed to have the laptops this lesson, but they've been double booked. So you have to make the lesson possible on paper with no prep time at all. You know what I'm talking about. We just wing it. We just make it possible. We adapt. We change. And we make the best of it. You know, having to change on the spot using what's available to you, both in terms of resources and information, is something that teachers are good at and you need in entrepreneurship. 
You also need to be able to make the best decision that you can at the time, which is what you're doing when you're adapting. And you need this skill as an entrepreneur. At times it can feel pretty turbulent, but you just need to choose the best course of action based on the information that you have in front of you right there, right now. Five. Teachers have worked with difficult customers. Kids. We've worked with kids. I used to feel like good teaching was the art of great manipulation. Getting people to do what you needed them to do. This was especially true in secondary when I was told that um, (laughs) I would be judged whether I were doing a good job or not based on the grades that the year nine boys got who were being forced to do GCSE dance in year nine. I mean, that's just awful, isn't it? Um, And it sounds, it sounds awful, but it surprised me how much energy actually was needed to be thinking about how students would react and engage. Again, this was amplified in my secondary career and obviously because I was teaching dance, specifically to year nine boys. But teachers can think about how people will react in different situations, just like they did when they were planning and delivering lessons. So we can use these skills when we're marketing or when we're servicing or creating a service for our customers. And this skill can be utilised as well when you're writing social posts, when you're writing email newsletters, when you're responding to customer emails. Six, teachers nurture others to do well. So we wanted the best for our students. We wanted to see them do well. It wasn't all about us. And maybe you don't see this as a skill in education business, especially when you think about competitors. Do you really want your competitors to do well? Well, you know what? I actually do, because it grows the market for all of us. It challenges me and my team to be better, and ultimately, to provide an even better product and service for our customers. So being able to and wanting to nurture others is helpful for networking with other businesses in education as well, which in turn will help you. But it's especially helpful when the time comes for you to take on employees, being a nurturer. And seven, teachers are not afraid of hard work. So I wasn't sure whether I should add this one because it can also be a hindrance as well and it can be very unhelpful in growing your business. But in all honesty, you're going to have to put the hours in at times. You can't be afraid of that. And this is to get you to a place where you don't have to put all the hours in all the time. It's kind of like when we're in school And we worked extra every holiday in the hope that we didn't need to do much planning the next year. But it never worked out that way because we changed year groups, we changed classes, or we just ended up doing something different because all the topics changed. Well, in business, you can actually make this happen if you set the intention and then you work towards it. And this is something that I really help education entrepreneurs with in Education Business Club. Getting to the point where the hours really work for them but they're still moving forward in the business. So reducing the number of hours that they work, like I have as well. So I work um, 20 to 26 hours a week generally, and not as much in school holidays. So if you've been a teacher before, you now know which skills to embrace in your business. Maybe you're thinking about starting out or you wasn't sure what you were actually bringing to the table from teaching. Well, now you know. 
Thank you for listening to the Education Business Podcast. To get more information to grow your business, sign up at educationbusinessclub.co.uk.